Welcome to this podcast of the Grazia Dio Business Review. This is Audra Quinn, Managing Editor of the GBR, and I'm here today with Dr. Garland Simmons, Associate Professor of Finance at the Stephen P. Austin State University. Thanks for being with us today, Dr. Simmons. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. So along with Dr. Dillard B. Tinsley, Dr. Simmons is the co-author of an article entitled Financial Elements of Business Resilience, A Systematic Approach to Financial Staying Power, which outlines the steps necessary for a business to sort of align its financial decision-making with a strategy of adaptability or resilience. Uh, the article can be found online in Volume 14, Issue 2 of the Grazi Dio Business Review at gbr.pepperdine.edu. All right, Dr. Simmons, so let's kind of start very broadly. How do you define strategic resilience? Well, resilience is an ability of a company or uh, any organization to uh, suffer through hard times and, and yet survive. Mm. Uh, some, some firms are resilient and some are not. Sure. And in the paper, you talk about that this needs to be part of their business strategy. Right. Yes, a strategy ought to de- not only depend on what you think will happen in the future, but but what could happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you have to consider possibilities that wouldn't always be as, as favorable as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Right, and that can be difficult. So what led you personally to want to explore the financial components of this strategic resilience? Uh, I teach option pricing theory mm-hmm. in addition to teach, to teaching statistics. And, and for some years, I've become uh, enamored of the tools that are available to th- think about different states of the world uh, uh, and, and modifying the traditional net present value uh, calculations. My friend, Dr. Tinsley, is a marketing professor, and, and he comes at these problems from a, from a very different viewpoint. But yet, there's uh, there's quite a similarity in our in our goals, where, where I want to measure things with numbers. He wants to implement strategies that will help a firm prosper and survive, and and I want to measure the ability of the firms to do that, and and use the numbers to to rank these strategies and to prefer one strategy over another. Mm-hmm. So the two of you kind of got together and you created several steps that a typical business practitioner might take toward this goal, the first of which is kind of a shift away from the traditional net present value evaluation of a firm's investment opportunities. So what's your reasoning there? Well, when you think about net present value, you've got to think about two things. First of all, the definition is not the same thing as the calculation. Net present value measures the ability of management uh, to create wealth for shareholders by making investment decisions. And we keep that definition. That goes all the way back to 1930 and Irving Fisher. But how you calculate net present value, traditionally going all the way back to whenever business schools started teaching net present value, mm-hmm. net present value calculations were based on what things called expected values, forecasted values of what was likely to happen. But real option theory uh, helps us think about the value of what is not expected to happen, but what could happen. It's a scenario approach uh, to net present value. And so you then suggest that that businesses should adopt more of a a real options approach to their strategy? Yes, and it's it's more severe than that. If, uh, If a company uses only traditional methods to calculate net present value, if that's the metric they use, they won't have any ability to know about flexibility. 
mm-hmm. uh, that measure that measure in fact could mislead them and it could be the case that uh, under traditional calculation methods that the uh, the greatest net present value projects are in fact the least flexible projects of all and that's to be avoided Interesting. So a lot of the strategy that, that you've presented in the article is rooted in the core competencies of the business. And I've kind of always thought of this as more of a marketing concept. So how do you define a core competency and how does it relate to a company's financial resilience? The, the core competencies of a company, uh, like a Dell computer uh, that manufactures that, that assembles the parts to make a computer but doesn't make the components. The core competencies of a, of a company like Amazon that provide Internet access to marketing and efficient shipping, those core competencies, competencies justify their existence. That's their reason for being. Mm-hmm. Uh, some companies have lost, have lost their way, like Sears would be a good example. And, and when they and when they lose these core competencies, the the reason for people to do business with them, that reason goes away. So those core competencies are long lived, we hope, and uh, and they're to be and they have to be preserved. Steps have to be taken in order to preserve them. Mm-hmm. And so, how does the a company's finances relate to their core competency? Well, highly levered companies that have a great deal of debt, those those companies will have uh, difficulty throughout the uh, throughout the business cycle when we hit a rough spot in the business cycle, or or when they have a bad year when uh, they've adopted they've uh, perhaps invested in a product that didn't work out, and so certainly in addition to uh, calculating that present value correctly. Uh, we would advocate that companies stay away from uh, from a great deal of debt so that they'll have a chance to to fail and fail again, but they'll have a chance to eventually succeed and get back on the right track. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Motors is a good example of a company that has fine, outstanding products, but they weren't able to sustain their selling effort uh, with the high gasoline prices of 2007, and so their sales fell. And they they didn't have the balance sheet. They didn't have the capital structure that would permit them to have two or three bad years in a row. And so that that has devastated that company, and they're just coming back from that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a great example of a company who has not done this well. Do you have any good examples you can share with listeners of a company who who has done well to weather the hard times thanks to their strategic resilience? I think Dell Computer is a, uh, which is an Austin, Texas-based company, is a is a real good example of a, of a business that has an ability to produce a product at a at a low cost to distribute that product at a low cost they remain focused in a in a single in a single uh market or or several several markets and their their balance sheet is such that they can take uh a recession in stride they they don't borrow a great deal of money uh they they're able to weather the hard times well Wonderful. That's all very good practical information. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Simmons. That's about all we have time for today. Well, thank you.
And be sure to check out the full-length article, Financial Elements of Business Resilience, A Systematic Approach to Financial Staying Power at gbr.pepperdine.edu. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast of the Grazia Dio Business Review.